What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Javier. All right, I'm gonna dive into this. I'm gonna give you seven tips for facility and property management companies on how to improve their marketing on an economic downturn. So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effing business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. All right, pretty simple tips. All right, so let's dive into them. I'm going to give you some examples in between all this as well, too. You got to know your numbers. That's number one. Know your numbers. You'll need to be able to communicate to leadership what's working versus what's not. And I will tell you right now, this is huge. If you don't know your numbers, well, first of all, it's going to be very difficult for you to earn your way into like a director, VP, CMO type position at well, A, at a facility company, but B, at any company at that point. You got to know your numbers. You got to know everything. Like what's your CAC, your customer acquisition cost? What's your LTV, your lifetime value? What's your ROAS on running ads, return on ad spend? Okay. Like these are just some, some fun, you know, basic ones. Like what's your SQL cost? What's your MQL cost? But know your numbers. Know them inside and out. And this is something that I've, 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 um, I've done very, very well in my career, especially so far, you know, working at Rapmate, um, where I've had numerous compliments from my CEOs, like, you really have your house in order, is what he said. He's like, you know your numbers inside and out. You know how to get these numbers down. You know how to get these numbers up. Like, whatever it is, like, you understand them. And I know how to explain it to my team as well, too. So every quarter, whenever we do our leadership retreats and we're kind of break, breaking down a quarter and the successes and failures and what was working, what was not working, I'm able to like, you know, kind of say like, hey, this is where we put our attention on and these things. And this is what we started seeing. And like, yes, this cost us more, but like in their end, but this, you know, give us this better as well, too. Like this also saved time here. And like, so where I'm getting to is that like, by knowing your numbers, you're going to be putting yourself in a better position, okay? And 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 really ask yourself this: like, if you don't know your numbers, then how are you going to make future bets? How are you going to start saying, "Hey, this is working really well over here. We should probably start looking into doing more of this," okay? So, all right, number two: focus on promoting education, how-to information that will be helpful to buyers. This is huge. This is like more of like an advocacy kind of thing where you're giving back to the community, where you're being an expert and you're educating and helping others, okay? When you're putting out content out there that is informative, that is helpful, like how-tos, that sort of stuff. Like this blog, for instance, I'm sorry, this blog, this podcast, for instance, or publishing a blog or posting, you know, posting on LinkedIn and you're posting like educational information that keeps you front of mind where your prospects are like, I'm not in the market now, but these guys keep knocking out of the park because they keep feeding me really good information. 
I'm like going to be looking for them six months from now whenever I know my budget's going to increase. Okay. So as you continue to focus on promoting educational stuff and how to information that's helpful to your buyers, they may not be buying now, but they will buy later. This is something why I believe that having an email list and emailing your list on a weekly basis is imperative. Okay. We email our list every single week. If you're a B2B company and you have a list, any list, you should be marketing to them. All right. So facility management companies that you're generating leads from trade shows, from your website, from different sources, you should be emailing your list on a weekly basis. Okay. With education, with information, with how to, that sort of stuff, because they may not buy today. But because you've been emailing them for six months, 12 months, 18 months, they might buy from you from tomorrow. All right. Number three, double down on content marketing. I cannot agree with this more than anything else. All right. Double down on content marketing. Good long form content that is useful to buyers to will generate free search engine traffic and leads. This is huge. So. And, and when I say content marketing, in this specific example, this is more for like blogs. But this could also be on social media. This could also be on podcasts that's then transcribed into a blog. This could also be on YouTube that then is also transcribed into a blog. That's also transcribed into a podcast. Okay, like, but double down on content marketing. Because what's going to happen is that this long form content is going to help your business start showing up higher in the search engines. Okay. And so I can tell you right now that a lot of facility companies are not blogging on a regular basis. You guys are missing out because facility managers are using Google and Bing and Yahoo to find different services. They use like you know, different, like, I want to say, like, I remember someone even saying that they were using um, the Chamber of Commerce at, like, in local cities, the Chamber of Commerce to find, like, technicians, okay, for different trades for their facilities. And they were proud of that. Imagine if you were the person producing content, okay, and you basically were in that city, as opposed to them looking for the Chamber of Commerce, you had enough content that they're like, man, these guys really know their shit, you would have won that business a lot easier than going through the Chamber of Commerce, okay? All right, number four, start or grow your employee advocacy amplification program. This is a very challenging one, um, but I agree with this. People buy from people that they know, like, and trust. Employees are your best influencers. Also, getting employees active and social is, is organic and doesn't require an investment in paid. I can't express this more than anything else is your team should like it should start from like the from the top. It should start from either the CEO, the CMO, the CRO, somebody should be publishing regular content on LinkedIn regularly. Okay. That's something that I do on a regular basis. I post on, on LinkedIn, I'd say two to three, maybe four times a week. And it's just different stuff. Sometimes it's about some campaigns that we're running. Sometimes it's just about my insights and thoughts. Sometimes it's just me being silly, but I post, okay? And I do it all the time. And my team likes it. 
and other people start sharing it and it starts getting some legs and I get some good views. But if you can get your other employees, like other key members to buy into, to like literally posting on LinkedIn on a regular basis to amplify the message of your company, it's going to grow like wildfire. Okay. Because imagine like if you have a team of five salespeople and let's say three of them are posting on top of like your CEO, that's four people versus just the business page, which barely gets any looks or any insight whatsoever. Okay. Just, just think about that. That's four people. That's you just forex the amplification of the message. And so you can come up with strategies and ways and how you can be posting on a, on a weekly basis. Like I've got several podcast episodes that really lay out an easy foundation for you to start posting on LinkedIn on a regular basis and how to recreate content, all that stuff. Very simple. There's tons of them. Just like search through throughout my entire podcasts and you'll find them. But do this because you will be thanking me later. All right. Number five, leverage events and communities to engage and educate prospects. This is a great way to stay top of mind and build your email list. So this is like, I guess the best way to kind of explain this is, is like doing uh, webinars, trainings, okay? Um, if you do any kind of like uh, conferences where you're doing like a panel and you're able to, to get a list because you're you know, speaking on the panel or something like that, or you hosted a conference, or not hosted, but you attended a conference as one of the exhibitors and you get like a list or I'm not saying conferences are the way to go. I'm just using that as an example. But you want to find ways on how you can give back to your community and engage others, okay? And by doing that, you're able to create a list, all right? So let's say you have a relatively large following on LinkedIn of a bunch of facility managers and you start hosting weekly um, facility, manage, um, facility manager trainings and tidbits of advice where you kind of share some insight, but then you also bring in maybe uh, a, a facility manager once a week to interview live on LinkedIn, okay, every week to discuss, you know, something different, a new topic, a new tip, whatever it is, once a week with a different facility manager every single week. You think people would be tuning into that? And now imagine like people start tuning into that and you say, okay, all right, this is getting really big. I'm going to be hosting this on Zoom and this is going to allow me to start kind of like gating the content, but then like People can then sign up for it to listen to it and watch so they can learn more about it. Like that's going to be interesting information where you're, you're sharing knowledge and you're able to build your email list. Like these are strategies that you can do on a regular basis. You see what I'm saying? And even if you don't want to do it on Zoom, you want to host it live, like on LinkedIn, for instance, people that comment, that like it, that share it, you can then just reach out to those individuals and just say, hey, saw that you liked this, I really appreciate it. Do you have 15 minutes I can kind of go over a little bit more about what we're doing? Like sometimes they're gonna say yes. These are ways in how you can build and amplify your message and give back to the community. All right, number six, avoid tactics that provide air cover or awareness without context or value. An example would be to display ads. Um, and when budgets are tightened and, and you know that sort of stuff, then like, Every paid engagement delivers value to customers. Like display ads are just kind of um, like a flyer. They're not very effective um, unless they're used a certain way. And with that said, like you don't want to try to run 
any kind of advertising and marketing strategy to just kind of get air cover awareness. Um, so like display ads is the example here or, or like branding campaign ads on like on LinkedIn. Those aren't good. Okay. Um, you're looking for truly like demand gen direct response type strategies to kind of make your marketing efficient. So even though like your budget might be tightening up, maybe instead of like going to like more value in quotation marks, you go into like, okay, our budget's tight, but we're going to generate high quality leads and we're going to make that experience of, of the high quality lead, um, high quality lead journey, very valuable. So we're going to be doing this, this, and this, we're going to be giving this, this, and this, we're going to be offering this, this, and this, the emails are going to be this, like, like you have a really more sophisticated funnel, if you will, that is going to be converting and, and spitting out better quality leads at the end where it's going to give you higher quality customers as well, too. <clears throat> Number seven, optimize every conversion point on your website. So you're going to want to make sure that it's super easy for buyers to understand and take the next steps. Every percent improvement here will hit your bottom line. So optimization your website, analyzing everything, okay? And not comparing it with another facility company and be like, well, they say this, so we should say the same thing. No, 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 okay? So find ways on how you can use less words. Find ways on how you can make it more efficient. Find ways like, I mean, heck, you might even be better off paying someone to analyze your website and be like, this is what I would do. I would take this down. I would rewrite this. I would remove this page. I would change um, the call to action to this. I would make this offer instead like, and, and, and have them analyze it. Like the $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 that you might pay somebody to help you figure this out is going to probably pay off in dividends because that money that you paid now you're gonna probably see it after you get one customer. And every percentage point counts because this is how you increase the conversion of your website, which increases the experience of what people are going through as well too. So it's just really important to understand that like, you might think that your website is, is great because it speaks to everybody, but it might be missing quite a bit of things. I've done a few episodes, a few podcast episodes of actually breaking down people's websites um, or not people, but companies' websites, um, what was really good and what was not very good. And they these episodes did well where like it explained stuff. Like you might actually be better off like listening to like how to set up your website by like, some of the frameworks that I've actually shared. So companies that are you know marketing smartly in downturns come out way ahead of the other side. I can tell you right now, like this is what happened to me when I started my first company in 2008. We just entered the Great Recession and um, I was like, my back was against the wall, but I got really good at marketing and I got really good at closing deals. And so to the point where like I was generating leads by clockwork and closing them like clockwork. And it was all because of how I was producing content. All right. It's like I was doing everything I could to get eyeballs. Like we were doing a lot of SEO, we were doing a lot of organic posting, we are doing a lot of blogs, we are doing all sorts of things to kind of get our company to be showing up higher on the search engines, running ads, like you name it, we were doing it. And the idea was just to survive and survive it did. So like it ended up working very well for us, like we did well as far as like a company 
overall. Um, I was able to sell my company. Um, but my point being here is, is that sometimes economic downturns are very good for a company because it keeps you honest and it makes you more efficient. It makes you have to cut out all the fluff and the shit that you don't really need in your company to be successful. And it makes your marketing like, all right, we got to make sure we get this shit dialed in. Like it has to be this, 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 and this. We got to be doing these things right here. And so by doing these things, like by making these changes and actions, what that does is that it makes you hyper-focused. And when you're hyper-focused and you're hungry and you're, and you're kind of like scared, that changes the results, okay, of how your marketing strategies work. Sometimes I kind of like having my back against the wall, budget tight, and being scared like, is this going to work or not? Is this going to break or not? And that, it keeps you honest, all right? So... Don't be scared whenever these, you know, all this stuff is changing, going on, like with economic downturns. Like, uh, you know, as 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 you probably know, we're heading into 2024. Things are changing. Things are volatile right now. Um, I'm excited about 24 because it's it's gonna, you know, a lot is a lot has happened this past year, but 2024, like with, you know, with with this new election coming up as well too. And potential change of, 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 you know, just who could be president. Like there's just all these things that are also affecting the economy. Um, the rates are up. Like there's inflation is through the roof. These are all great opportunities to really find ways to make your marketing and your sales more efficient. And so just don't dwell on these challenges. Understand that this is just part of it. Acknowledge it. Yes, it's going to be tough. Lick your wounds but find ways and how you can leverage and, and, and pivot and move on to the next turn. Cause, cause like you might have to pivot 20 times and that's okay. If you get to pivot 20 times, that's fine. All right. Just know like you, you got to keep doing that until you find the right formula. All right. All right. So three things into my podcast. Number one, please give us a five star review on Spotify or Apple podcast. If you're loving this podcast, that'd be great. Number two, please share this podcast with somebody else, DM them, text message them something, but this is how our podcast has been growing. And number three, if you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, please connect with me on LinkedIn because you are the reason why this podcast exists. Thanks a lot. Have a great one. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.